Welcome, Rugby League fans, to News of the Week, your go-to source for the latest updates on Rugby League in the Americas. I'm your host, Dustin Zare. It's Friday, May 19th, and we have an exciting extended episode as we catch up on all the latest action we missed while being off last week. We'll be covering the most significant news from the U.S., Canada, the Caribbean, South, and even Central America this week. So get ready for a thrilling roundup of the top topics you need to know about. So let's kick it off. Tackle one. In a long-awaited announcement, the Toronto Wolfpack has finally broken their 281-day silence to reveal the plans for the 2023 season. In a statement, they claimed the team will be hosting a 2023 Toronto Wolfpack Canada Cup. They'll be playing a minimum of 10 games this season at the Den, also Lamport Stadium as it's known as. The 2023 Canadian Cup will have the Wolfpack hosting rugby league teams from the United States and from Canada. In addition, the team is hard at work negotiating one additional international match from 2023 season as well, and then expanding in 2024. Now, we can confirm that we know of at least three teams that the Wolfpack have reached out to for the opportunity to play in Toronto, yet no team has officially confirmed. In an effort to shed light on the development, we've extended an invitation to the Wolfpack ownership for an exclusive interview on the podcast. We are eagerly awaiting the response to delve deeper into their plans for the future. Tackle two. The highly anticipated grand final of the shortened ORL season took place on May 7th amidst challenging weather conditions resembling what looks like a monsoon in Ontario. In an intense and physical showdown, it was the Brantford Broncos who emerged triumphant with a resounding 20-6 victory over the Brampton Beavers, securing the ORL title. Both teams showcased immense determination and courage, leaving no stone unturned in their pursuit of glory. The Broncos, having remained undefeated throughout this season with a flawless 3-0 record, showcased their dominance and exceptional skill on the field. While the season was condensed, fans can look forward to more thrilling matches featuring the ORL, as the Delaware Black Foxes are set to face off against the Toronto Saints on June 19th at Lamport Stadium. Tackle 3. In an exhilarating inaugural installment of the Battle of California, the Northern women's team emerged victorious with a 34-22 win over their South counterparts. This thrilling encounter showcased the incredible talent and determination of over 50 players, many who were experiencing rugby league for the first time ever. The game was fiercely contested from the start, with the North taking an early 14-0 lead. However, the South rallied back, narrowing the gap to 14-6 to by the 25th minute mark. The teams traded tries, and the score at halftime uh, stood at 20-12 in favor of the NorCal team. After the Oranges, the North women struck twice in quick succession, extending their lead 30-12 within six minutes of play. Despite some attacking opportunities, the South team was plagued by penalties and errors that prevented them from closing the gap. As the game entered the final quarter, the North maintained a commanding 34-12 lead. The South mounted a spirited comeback, scoring two tries, but their efforts fell short as they struggled to find the try zone once again. Coach Tiger of the North women's team, also known for leading the East Palo Alto Lady Razorbacks, expressed his delight at witnessing the spectacular growth of the women's game. He eagerly anticipates further developments and progress in the future. Addie Cooney, representing the South, emphasized significant of the Battle of California for Women's Rugby League in the United States. He stated that the game serves as a catalyst for the sport's development in California 
and beyond. He's also encouraging more women to join and expand the player pool for the national team selection. Cooney emphasized the importance of rivalry in driving growth plans for the West Coast, building a thriving and empowering future for rugby league in the U.S. And of course, both coaches agreed on the positive impact of rugby league in attracting female athletes. Coach Tiger even highlighted parallels between rugby league and the NFL, making it an attractive option for players influenced by American football. He also stated that he thinks women enjoy playing league more than union because of those NFL parallels. Who knew? The Battle of California is a stepping stone for the growth of women's rugby league in the United States and is poised to accelerate, fostering a vibrant and inclusive environment for the sport. This marks an exciting time for women's rugby league in the sport as it gains to continue as it continues to gain momentum and captivates new audiences with the Rugby League World Cup coming up in 2025. The Battle of California exemplifies the dedication, skill, and passion of the female athletes inspiring the next generation and hopefully paving the way for future future expansion and success in the sport. Tackle four Canada masters have welcomed the great Britain police masters to Toronto masters rugby league reserved for players 30 and older for us old folks showcased an enduring passion and camaraderie for the sport. The event kicked off this past Tuesday with an opening match in, uh, in Ontario against the Greybeards, followed by the main event, which is tonight at seven o'clock at Lamport stadium. The Canada Masters team comprises of players from Ontario, British Columbia, and Manitoba, and they face off against a formidable Great Britain Police Masters. Beyond the on-field battles, the event provided an opportunity for the rugby league community to come together, celebrate, and honor the contributions of the players. It will be a memorable occasion that's highlighted the rich tapestry of rugby league in Canada and the international connections that are forged through the sport. Tackle 5. Mexico Rugby League has declared its triumphant return to the field after the organization shared its plans to resume operations in a big way. According to their statement on social media, they're organizing a small rugby league tournament with the primary objective of promoting the development and widespread adoption of the sport throughout Mexico. The news of Mexico's rugby league's resurgence brings a sense of anticipation and delight to the fans and enthusiasts in Central America. The organization's commitment to growth and their determination to provide a new opportunity for athletes seeking fresh challenges and exhilarating experiences is indeed commendable. The forthcoming tournament in June is set to serve as a platform for players to showcase their skills, passions for the game, and just to get out and play again. Obviously, it's an opportunity for Mexico Rugby League to reignite the flame of rugby league in the country and inspire a new generation of athletes to embrace this great sport. As the details of the tournament unfold, fans, players, and stakeholders alike are eager to learn more about participating in the team's fixtures and get involved with the overall vision of Mexico Rugby League on their social media. Oh, tackle reset six again. Let's start it all over. Tackle one, the national championship in Jamaica. NCC is currently in full swing and rugby league fans are eagerly watching to see if anyone can put an end to the Duhaney Park Red Sharks dynasty, an impressive record of eight NCC titles spanning from 2015 to 2019. The Red Sharks have established themselves as a dominant force in Jamaican rugby league. However, due to COVID-19, the tournament was put on hold in 2020 and 2021, leaving a void in the quest for the continuing championship. 
In 2022, the NCC returned and the Red Sharks demonstrated their unwavering strength by securing their sixth consecutive title with a resounding victory over the Bulls. The team's exceptional performance has instilled a sense of maybe fear or respect among their opponents as they continue to exhibit a level of skill, strategy, and cohesion that right now is unmatched in the league. This year marks the 17th edition of the NCC, which is organized by Jamaican Rugby League, the uh, Rugby League Jamaica, excuse me. And as the tournament progresses and the third round kicks off this weekend, the anticipation is the excitement among players, coaches, and fans as palpable. With the World Cup qualifiers on the horizon, stakes have never been higher, and every match becomes an opportunity for players to showcase their talent with the chance to secure a spot on the national team. Adrian Hall, the vice chairman of the RLJ, believes that this year's NCC will witness a surge in intensity and competition as players vie for the national team selection. This prospect of representing their country in the World Cup adds an extra layer of motivation, pushing athletes to perform at their absolute best. As the weeks unfold, spectators can expect to witness an elevation in standards with players raising their game and delivering electrifying performances. Furthermore, the NCC is not just about individual performances. It's a stage where intense rivalries are born. As the teams face off against one another, the desire to come out on top feels creation of intense and heated matchups. These rivalries ignite passion and excitement among the fans, creating an atmosphere that amplifies the thrill of the game. Obviously, here on the podcast with each passing round, we're going to continue to cover as much as we possibly can of the NCC. And who knows? The Red Shark dynasty may be firmly in place, but as the competition progresses, the question remains, will any team rise to the challenge and dethrone the reigning champion? As the battle for the NCC title intensifies, we can only await the unfolding drama and spectacle of Jamaican Rugby League. Tackle 2. The excitement of the Rugby League 9 season is reaching its peak, with the highly anticipated Naples 9s tournament taking place this weekend in Florida. Teams from across America are converging to battle it out for the championship title. Also some Jamaican teams in there as well. As the absence of the reigning champions, the USARL Exiles opens up a field for new Victor to emerge. One team to watch out for, San Diego Barracudas, who are making their debut against the East Coast after making the long cross-country trip. In the women's division, you also have the returning champions, the Carolina Storm. The men's division is divided into two competitive pools, each consisting of four teams, while the women's bracket features four talented teams as well, including the reigning champion, Carolina Storm. If you're unable to attend the match, it is being live streamed. You can find the link on the Copperheads official website, copperheadsrlfc.com for more information and to catch all the action. I believe it'll be recorded and uploaded after as well. Looking ahead to rugby league season in Canada, it's set to kick off next week with the RLBC Nines. Whistler, Canada, known for its beauty and breathtaking views, uh, will play host to this event, which will feature all six teams from the RLBC. But while details of the streaming service or coverage may not be up yet, um, the matches are confirmed, they're up to date, and we'll make sure to keep you informed as soon as possible when streaming opportunities become available. Perhaps maybe they can recruit that bear that's been known to wander onto the pitch as an honorary camera person for the day. I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned for all the updates. We're going to get up as much as possible. Hopefully talk with the Whistler guys as we can for all the amazing RLBC rugby that's going to happen in Canada. Tackle three. In a monumental moment for Canada rugby, Ferris Sanbo is set to make NRL history 
or NRLW history as the first ever Canadian import. The outside talented, the talented outside back signed a contract with St. George Illawarra Dragons, earning her a spot in the highly competitive NRLW. In an interview with the Dragons social pages, Sanbo expressed her excitement about joining the club, saying, it's been great so far. I've met so much of the staff and everything. I feel very welcomed into the club. And honestly, the view upon arrival is pretty surreal. It feels like I'm walking into a dream right now. Sanbo's remarkable journey began when she made her Rugby League World Cup debut for the Canadian Ravens against Papua New Guinea in Leeds last November, capturing the attention of Rugby League World with her exceptional performance. Her talent and involvement in the World Cup caught the eye of the Dragons NRLW head coach, Jamie Soward, who, imp- who is impressed by her skills and character. He's quoted in saying, when Ferris's highlights package came up, Firstly, I was intrigued about someone from Canada wanting to play rugby league. The success story of her making the World Cup and her involvement in that certainly appealed to us. She's going to be really good for what we're trying to build with our culture. She's a little bit older. She's experienced life. She works on the farm. She's got good values and she trains hard. With the addition of Maria Greff from Brazil, there are now two women in the, from the Americas making their mark in Australia's rugby league scene. Now. While Sandbone is the first to break into the NRLW, it's likely that others, including Graf, are not that far behind. This development signifies the growing presence and potential of rugby league talent emerging from the Americas, further solidifying the sport's global reach and showcasing the diverse set of skill of all the players from the different regions. As Sanbo embarks on this exciting chapter in her career, all eyes will be on her as she blazes a trail for Canadian Rugby League in the NRLW. All right, tackle four. In a shocking announcement, France has made the decision to withdraw as the host of the 2025 Rugby League World Cup. This announcement has set ripples of disappointment and concern among Rugby League expansionists worldwide, including carbs. However, repercussions you know, of this are being a little bit more seen here in the Americas, particularly as it pertains to the Americas Championship, which is scheduled to commence in November in Kingston, Jamaica. We're set to feature teams from Canada, Jamaica, the United States, and of course, the emerging force of Brazil. Originally, the Americas were allocated two spots in the World Cup field, providing ample opportunity for teams to showcase their talents on the global stage. However, with the uncertainty surrounding the future of the tournament, and the withdrawal of France as the host of na- host nation, there's now a possibility of reduced playing field. If a smaller World Cup field is implemented, it could mean that only one team from the Americas qualifies. While this remains kind of speculative and unconfirmed at this point, it raises concerns for the implications for participating teams in our region. The stakes are higher as ever. They compete for the World Cup for those one coveted spot, and the outcome of the America's Championship has taken a greater significance, as it's now winner-take-all, or could be winner-take-all. Again, speculative. As rugby league enthusiasts eagerly await further updates and clarifications regarding the World Cup from the IRL, the fate of the teams in the Americas hangs in the balance. The implications of France's withdrawal will undoubtedly shape the future of the tournament and have a significant impact on the qualification process. The rugby league community can only hope for a resolution that ensures fairness and maintains the spirit of the competition as the America's American cont- America's contenders, excuse me, battle it out for the shot 
on the international stage. Finally, tackle five. We are hearing that the NRL's desire to play the first round of the 2023 competition in Las Vegas actually going to happen and could be officially announced in the next two weeks. It's an ambitious plan, which has been met with both excitement, probably mostly concern from those of us here in the States, and aims to bring new audiences, they say, to, you know, but it really is more questions than answers right now. NRL CEO Andrew Abdo and Chairman Peter Vlandes recently returned from a, quote, fact-finding mission in Las Vegas, where they toured the renowned Allegiant Stadium. Their visit was pivotal step in assessing the feasibility and logistics of hosting an NRL round in a city that never sleeps. While the official announcement is yet to be made, Abdo expressed confidence that the NRL is committed to making this historic event a reality. He revealed, we're going to put everything into making it happen, and we should know within the next couple of weeks if we can pull it off. We believe there is an opportunity to win fans on the West Coast of America, which would be a huge opportunity for us. Notice he only said West Coast of America, and that was on Australian Daily Mail, I believe. Astonishingly, the NRL has allegedly failed to involve or even reach out to any member of the USARL or any existing rugby league teams in the United States. While the NRL CEO Andrew Abdo and Vlandes returned from the fact-finding mission, there was still zero communication with the USARL and the lack of transparency and collaboration with our established rugby league organizations in the U.S. raises, from my point, a lot of concerns about the NRL's general commitment to grow the sport on American soil. I still go back to the only said West Coast and it drives me nuts. The NRL's intention to bring rugby league to Las Vegas is a bold move and want to tap into the entertainment and sports betting culture, I guess. But with Allegiant Stadium's state-of-the-art facilities and capacity to host large-scale events, it presents potential issues for showcasing the NRL matches. One of them. I'm wondering, can they sell out a 65,000-seat stadium? As the NRL's intentions remain shrouded in secrecy, the lack of transparency and disregard for existing structures has sown seeds of doubt among supporters and stakeholders of American Rugby League. The failure to involve the USARL or an established meaningful dialogue with the local teams raises the NRL's true motives and commitment to the development of the sport in the U.S. So there you go. I don't know. Well, this concludes this week's edition of News of the Week on Rugby League in America. Blown through a wide range of coverage of some things from around the Americas from the Toronto Wolfpack's, quote, return to the 2023 season, the intense ORL grand final between the Beavers and Broncos, the historic inaugural battle of California. It's been a week filled with thrilling action. We also shared news about the Canadian Raven joining the NRLW, the upcoming Nines tournaments in Naples and Whistler, which promises to showcase some of the best talent that they've got right now. We had France pulling out as the host of the 2025 World Cup and what that potential impact is on the Americas. As well, Mexico Rugby League, welcome back to the fold, my friends. Bienvenidos. As their plans to promote the sport is exciting, we look forward to seeing what Mexico can do. And of course, biggest news, NRL might actually make this biggest thing happen. Oh, what a wrap up. I'm out of breath. Stay tuned for more updates and exciting news of the world of rugby league. Remember to follow us for the latest updates, match highlights, and exclusive interviews. Until next time, my name is Dustin Zare, and this is News of the Week, Rugby League in America.